right, I'll go ahead and do storyline number six from our Faith and Work Bible, which talks about the exodus from Egypt. And I'll read a little first about the last devastating plague that God sent to convince Pharaoh to let the Israelites go from Egypt. And then I'll read a little from Exodus 19 and 20. So first off, here is Exodus 12, 21 through 30. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin, and put some of the blood on the top and both sides of the door frame. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the door frame and will pass over that doorway and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then tell them, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Then the people bowed down and worshipped. The Israelites did just what the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Now, I'll go ahead and skip forward to uh, chapter 19, verse 16. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. And, and to give you a little context, this is, this is when Moses and the Israelites had already escaped Egypt and they were out in the wilderness. I'll continue with verse 9. Everyone in the camp... Um, no, I'm sorry, with verse 16. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up, and the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people so they do not force their way through to see the Lord, and many of them perish. Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves, or the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us. Put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. The Lord replied, Go down and bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord, or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of 
the land of slavery. You shall no, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth, beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. So that is through chapter 20, verse 18, and that's the Ten Commandments that uh, God gave to Moses and the Israelites. So those readings today, in those, um, you can you can see and we can hear that God was with Moses and caused great plagues uh, to occur, including the death of every firstborn to befall the Egyptians. Powerful displays that that uh, those were that convinced Pharaoh to let them go uh, and leave Egypt. And then when they were out in the wilderness, God came down and was with Moses and the Israelites and gave them the Ten Commandments. So for us reading this today, obviously it's amazing to think about God being visible and audible like that. But as the verses say, it was also quite terrifying to the Israelites. So that brings me to a question that, that I'm pondering a little bit today. How do you know that God is with you. As you think about your own life, how do you personally know? Do you even think that he is with you? And as I think about that question myself, I think back to a time when I was a teenager and I prayed to God uh, to help me at a tough time in my own life. I was struggling, really struggling with various challenges teenagers have. And and God really answered that prayer for me, really through the words of my sister. And I also think about challenges, you know, in the last 10 or 15 years that my wife and I have had. For a while, we, we really made life hard on each other. Um, but God has seen us through those those difficulties and he has blessed us with 22 years of marriage so far and for me 
for those reasons, in those circumstances, I I have felt God's presence. You know, not not visibly or audibly like Moses experienced, but but I'm convinced that that He was with me, and that He is still with me. Right now, there's a person in our Sunday school class that has brain cancer, and she has shared her faith with us, the other members of the Sunday school class, and and she doesn't know if if God will heal her, and she's struggling. But she is an inspiration to me and to the members of our class because her faith remains. Even even through this greatest struggle of her life, God is with her. So hopefully you can think about that question a little bit today. How do you know that God is with you? And I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. Lord, we thank you for being with uh, with us, for being for giving us this story of how you were with Moses and the Israelites, and for being with us in the things, the challenges we must endure in our own lives. Thank you for being an inspiration to us, um, maybe through our interactions with other people who who have great faith, like uh, the person in our Sunday school class, like uh, Moses and, and Abraham that we've read about these last couple weeks. Thank you for, for those people that show us, through their example, how to have great faith and help us to have that faith ourselves. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.